You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Sydney, and today I'm here with a very special guest. We are here to welcome Xavier Mufraj, a dynamic professional with a strong background in strategic marketing and recognized for his operational leadership, talent development, and digital operational transformations. After over two years as CEO of YPO, he has a unique personal network of CEOs, investors, and influencers worldwide. Welcome, Xavier. Hi, Sydney. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on the show. Okay, so let's get into it. The first question we have for you is how did you get into marketing? What's your origin story? What was your first job? Okay, so my original story about marketing is that my father was a marketing executive. Um, marketing executive for oil company, uh, Exxon, Mobile, Total Oil, and then Eurotunnel. So, you know, when I even started business and business school, I thought the only thing we were teaching was marketing. I have no idea we were teaching about business and commercial. So I've always been in love with brands. I'm always being in love with retail. And that's how I started. I started four amazing brands at Kraft Foods. Oh, wow. Kraft Foods. That's an awesome one. (laughs) And was that your first job out of school? Yeah, I was an intern and I started, uh, at that time, Kraft Food Mondelez now, starting to be an intern for Milka Chocolate. Uh, so a huge brand for chocolate in, in Europe. And then I moved to the premium chocolate brand Cote d'Or, which is, uh, you know, more adult brand for chocolates. So that, that was the beginning of my story. A, a lot of good moments to test these new chocolates. Wow, that is so fun and a dream job for many, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, what trends are you seeing lately in marketing? Are you seeing anything new? I think, which is really interesting I see right now and I think is going to accelerate it, is that my world of market, I'm 46, I'm not that old, um, but I spent like seven years with Kraft Foods, you know, coffee brand, chocolate brand, the Maxwell House, all those brands. And it was all about consumer insights. You know, what is, what is the need in the market? What the market wants? And we're all about branding and we're doing benefit ladder. You know, we're doing so many stuff about the customer. So it was a lot about creative brands 
brains, sorry for browns, browns. And so that's my French accent for those who can he can't hear it. And, uh, and which was interesting is that then my following years, when I was at Club Med, um, we're starting to have a lot of people coming from analytics. We're starting to talk about KPI, short term. Uh, and, and we're starting to have teams which are around, you know, the right brain and the left brains and, and very challenging for us at that time, it was a CMO to manage these different teams. I think we're going to see a, a change right now with, you know, things like ChatGBT um, that, you know, before in terms of development and coding, we have a lot of analytical people uh, to be able to code and do all those stuff. But now the way we do prompt uh, in ChatGPT, in, in all these search engine, I think we're going back to a marketing brain. So the brain of thinking, okay, who am I? What I'm looking for? What is the style of communication I want? So I think there's going to be uh, back for more and more creative people within marketing and people who need to think how our customers are thinking. So you're seeing the emergence of ChatGPT as a good thing for marketing? Uh, there's never, you know, the Intel things is only, it's never a good or a bad thing. But I think that on, uh, I think we need to rethink uh, the way we train people into marketing uh, because this is going to be a major, major impact in everything we do. Uh, and I think that everybody would love to write down content and sing like a customer, uh, they need to integrate ChatGPT every day in their lives. Totally. Um, okay, which brands do you love to follow? Do you have any brands who you're interested in seeing what they're up to and you're a regular um, follower on their social media accounts? Uh -huh. So that, that's my favorite one, the one I worked uh, on. So, you know, um, uh, Club Med, which is famous in Canada, uh, you know, the Milka brand, all the Mondelez brand. Um, I'm also following uh, Virgin uh, because I always love the way they try to disrupt the market. And I think in marketing, we play most of the time very safe. I love when brands take some risks, uh, which I think are, are interesting. Um, otherwise, is I'm always eager about you know what is new. And it's not necessarily a big brand, but I love to see what the very small brands are doing because they don't have the marketing budgets. So they, are, they have to be better in the content and, and ideas. So I always try to find what is new, what is small, but is getting some attention. I love that. And most of the times the brands with the smallest budgets have the greatest ideas, right? Because they have to. They have no choice. They have no choice. And uh, I, I always, you know, which is funny is that sometimes uh, in the past when I was CMO, I was giving my team a budget, but I was cutting my budget by 20%. And I tell them, this is the budget. And they were like, duck, 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 do this and so on. And I say, okay. But if you, when it was done, I say, now, if you have a great, great idea, I'm going to give you 10% more. And you can't imagine what they would come up with this 10% more. Um, because when you put the constraint of, of budgets, it's very interesting to see what they could come up with. Totally. Okay, so where are you at right now with your brand? I know you recently made a move. We were chatting about before the episode started. Where were you and where are you now? So I was, uh, so I was a CEO for Clubman. Then I moved as a CEO of YPO. YPO is a brand of, you know, a network of entrepreneurs, 34,000 entrepreneurs and CEO around the world. Uh, and I'm moving to SVN, um, which is, uh, you know, one of the top commercial real estate company in the world. Uh, so it's about, you know, 200 owners, 
2000 brokers, advisors. Uh, so it's very big change for me as a brand, you know, moving from, you know, chocolate and coffee, then moving to club mats. So, you know, hospitality dreams, and then to very, very type A CEO network and are going to, uh, you know, commercial real estate, but it's, it's crazy how much you can use about all your past experience and bring them to the new one. Wow, congratulations on the new gig. How, how are you liking it so far? Is, are you finding it a total transition as I'm sure it would be or is it easier than you thought? Oh, it's, I'm on day two, so I'm super excited. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm excited because these, um, you know, SVN as, you know, it's really a community of owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, and in a commercial real estate business, sometimes either you are, you're either an employee or you're either by yourself. Um, and these, you know, organization make, make, it's really a collaborative in between all these entrepreneurs who own their business, uh, and how they can help each other as well. So I love the culture. I love the dedication for, you know, um, customer service, uh, the collaborative mindset they have and really making sure that, you know, they're not the big, big one worldwide, but they are the best one locally. Uh, to get those deals done. So I think it's going to be exciting for me, not only as a CEO, but as a marketer to bring that more exposure to them. Amazing. Have you thought any, or have you thought at all about where you really want to take the brand? I know it's so new for you, but any any ideas you can you can share right off the bat? Two days in? <laughs> yeah, two days in. I think that um, you know, in commercial real estate, everybody's communicating the same way. It's very traditional. And I think that the number one challenge for commercial real estate is to attract new, the new generation uh, of, of brokers, for example, or owners. Uh, so I, I love the way that we can have a more modernized message about, you know, you're an entrepreneur, but you're, in, you're part of a team because it's hard to be lonely at the top. Um, I, I love this dedication to really find the right, right expert in the local market who's really going to find the best, best opportunity. And they're going to make everything possible for the customer because they can't miss anyone. You know, they, they're, they're the one in charge. So I love that aspect uh, for the brand. And uh, we're first going to finish the national spread and, uh, and coming to you, Canada, uh, very quickly, there's already some some locations, but I think international growth is going to be important for that organization, SVN. Oh, that is huge. It sounds like you've got a big year ahead of you. Yes, absolutely. Okay, what's the biggest piece of advice that you would give to brands, brands in general, no specific industry, just brands today? I think is um a few few ones i think the first thing is that what are you the best you need to be the best at something um so i remember we we're in marketing at the beginning we say oh uh, you're you're doing a lot of things my customer and there are so many customers but really who are your core 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 customer and when i say core customer it's not only about the demographic it's not only how much they earn uh, no, you need to be as um, as much about the behavior as possible. I mean, you know, I, I work for Craft Food, so that I think is one of the very, very best. I'm still using the training about the branding, but we'll spend like six, seven, eight sentences to describe our customer and who we're looking for. Um, and you want to be the best at something. Um, so you need to decide what you're going to be the best at something and you're going to decide to say, on those, competition is going to be better. 
because most of the brand you don't have the money to 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 have five things much better than competition. So what are the three ones that you're ready to invest no matter what to to remain at the forefront? And what might be the three other ones that you may decide to say, you know what, if they're better on that, it's okay for us because we know where we put the money. That's so fascinating because I feel like a lot of business owners go into business thinking, okay, I need to be the best at X, Y, Z, right? If I want to be better than all my competitors. But it's like, do you need to be better at every aspect or do you just need to be the best at this one thing, right? So the the best person who explained that much better than I do, uh, she's called Frances Fry. Um, and she's a teacher at HBS. She worked for the best, best company and she called it uh, practi- practical map, I think something. You can find her book is Unconventional Services, I think. It's a green book, <laughs> so I remember. And you do that map, attribute map, and, and it's super important. They say, you know, what is important for your customer? And uh, it's one of axis, and the other axis is that you know how do you do, how do I score compared to competition in zero to ten? The first three at the top you need to be at eight, and your competition you want them at six, and then the rest you okay if you below five. The worst thing is to be just average. If you average at something, you're not going to survive. That is super fascinating and a great piece of advice. Thank you. <laughs> what about agencies? What would what what advice would you provide to someone who? is working at an agency or, or runs an agency? Uh, wow, that's a good one. Um, I, and I think it's going to go both ways is that treat the brand as if it was you were part of the brand. You know, don't take it like you're, I'm a supplier for the agency. You need to behave as if you were a team member of, you know, your, um, your client team. Uh, and I would say the same thing for the client. I was on both sides and my, my sister always been on the agency side. I always been on the commercial, you know, on the brand side. And I could not believe what sometimes, you know, um, some company asks the agencies to do, uh, the last minute, uh, can you do that, do this, do that? Because yeah. some of the time they just, um, send back the pressure they receive from their own boss to the agency and they're the agency who has to work night and days to get it done. Uh, and I, you know, and when you really treat your agency as if it was part of your team and you have it as a reflex, your agency is going to give you so, so much. So I would say on the agency side, um, try to not only answer the brief, but try to create the connection uh, with this company as if you are team members, um, because that that's going to make it more, that's going to be better for the long term. Um, the second thing I would say is that in pitch, you know, I've been so many pitch with brands. And when you have a pitch, the, the company arrives with 20 people. And they're the CEO, the VCEO, the super strategic person, blah, 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 and so on, and so on, and so on. And the only thing I tell myself, if they need so many people to do our business, that's going to be so expensive. And, and, and in the end, you know, I don't want to pay for all these people. Who I want to hear with is who's going to be the person who's going to be there, you know, weekly with me, and can that person taking care of my budget? And I remember I was at Craft, I was at Club Med, even I see that in YPO. I'm always amazed that people try to impress you by the number of people. Well, you know, you just want to hear who's going to take care of yourself, of your team. Um, and I think that in that case, that person needs to not be afraid. 
uh, to talk to their, um, you know, to, to, to their clients uh, and never try to go over your, directly to the boss of your clients to get things done, uh, which I've seen that so many times because that's very frustrating. <laughs> totally. That was an amazing answer. Wow. You haven't worked in agencies. How familiar are you with agencies? A little bit. I started as an agency. I worked for DDB um, and a little bit for Young and Rubicam as in, you know, at the beginning. But each time they tell me, Xavier, you have to go on the other side. Um, because it, they like my ideas, but I love to see, oh, look at the impact on the market share. Look at this. Look at that. Like, you don't belong here. Um, yeah, don't belong. We love you. You know, we we are gonna love working with you uh, because you understand what it is. But you know, you you're more the marketer guy. Um, but I have a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous respect, um, and uh, uh, especially because the the person in charge, the commercial person, and an agency is so hard because you need to manage the creative team, and then you need to manage the clients. And the clients come with stuff and you have to say to the client, yeah, I know, I know it's last minute. I know, I know, I know. And, and it's, it's very hard because we ask the creative to come with creative idea and try to have creative idea under pressure of timing. It doesn't work, yeah. right? Uh, so I have tremendous respect for, um, for people in the agency because it, it's, it's much harder than it was like 20 years ago. Um, and uh, because sometimes you feel like you're just like, passing the men around um but i can tell you that i'm eager to listen to any of you because what i love is you know a, a great creative ideas uh, can make a huge difference for a brand and sometimes you just need one great idea and i know it's very hard to find them but you need to respect that to find all these ideas people need time uh and time is pretty hard to get Especially today with just the ubiquity of being on all the time with our smartphones. Yeah. It's we need time, I think, for our brains to recharge and, and have have time to come up with new ideas, right? Yeah. And it's it, it, in some ways that's the challenge for, for a CEO. Um, is that you have the feeling that people want you in meeting all the time and and you always giving a little bit of context and they say, Oh, and this is this and that's that and that's a decision and blah 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 blah. And, and, and sometimes like, you know, you want to take, okay, let me think about it. Can I, and you ask questions and people say, oh, no, no, we have no time. And we have no time. And you feel that sometimes we present you stuff. So you just say yes. <laughs> but the beauty of a CEO is that it's because you've not been in a topic for a long time that you just go back to what the clients would say. And, and, and you don't want to hear all the reason, but you say, okay, what the clients would say. And does that, does that really make sense um, on, on what we're doing? Or do we, or we overcomplexify it? Like we, we've done so much work that in the end it makes sense intellectually, but when you just like look at it, it doesn't make sense. So it's another advice I, I heard from Kraft and I heard, um, I got this very loud and clear. First, people put a very big idea and then they put the logo of the company so small that you can't see it. So this is a huge warning sign because if we believe that the logo should not be big, that means that the logo might be replaced by your competitive logo, competitor logo. And if it's the case, you don't have the right creative. You have a great story, a great creative story, but it's not a story for your brand. So that's my number one advice. The second one, 
is that how many people listen to the CEO feedback and say, oh, yeah, 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 but he doesn't understand. And then they come back with the same creative, not listening to it. Uh, and that drives us insane, insane, completely insane. Um, but it's, that's the beauty of the work. Uh, I, I can't remember how many times I was with my CEO at Kraft and he said, bigger the logo, bigger the logo. And I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, <laughs> and now that I'm on the other side, I understand is that it, it's, it's just a test. If, if a creative doesn't, you know, is not part of the logo, that means that maybe it's a good brand, but it's a good uh, creative, but not for the right brand. Yeah. How, how do you deal with burnout as a CEO? Feeling oh. like everyone wants something from you all the time. Yeah. So first of all, you know, statistics, uh, COVID has impacted a lot of CEOs. So when I was part of YPO, it's like 90% of the CEOs said that at one point they have, they wouldn't say burnout because you're kind of difficult for them to say it, but it is exactly what it was. Uh, completely depletion, don't know where it, what's going on, what's come up with. Um, so I think it, the question we all, might all tell ourselves, like, it's like a hurricane. You're going to have a burnout in your career. Now, how do you identify it or try to avoid it and overcome it? Um, key element for burnout, there is, so I've got other books, but it's energy management. So energy management, sleep, nutrition, um, sport activities, uh, meditation can be also another one. But the number one we always forget is social interaction. And when I say social interaction, means talking to a real person. You know what? You know, <laughs> if you, you don't need 20 people, just two or three, but who are the people who are happy to listen to you, who are going to be always available for you, and you can have a quick drink with them and talk about everything? Um, social interaction is the number one issue with mental health challenges. And that's why, for example, people who live longer most of the time still have a very social life and and you know you know even even if the spouse died and so on there's this little thing every day that keeps them um you know in a good situation so yeah never forget that you know this social interaction is truly important and that's why so many people suffer from uh mental health challenges during covid because we couldn't have these you know very easy laid back conversation with people we know care about us yeah, I think that's so fascinating. And it's such a, just speaking from experience, I mean, when when you are burnt out and you're feeling overworked, it, sometimes it feels like your battery's on all the time. You're yeah. always talking to people. So in your time out of work, you kind of just want to do nothing, right? Mm -hmm. But then when does that kind of become a little more isolating? And then you realize you're not getting the social interaction that fuels you outside of work, right? Absolutely. Oh, there, and I've said a lot of things like... Uh, uh, have meeting with yourself in your calendar. Uh, don't protect the best moment where you're most performing for yourself. So, for example, I am my Monday morning. I need two hours Monday morning, and I just say it's going to be Monday morning. Don't put me anything. Uh, I want to be more creative. It's three p.m. and or later. Uh, one and one with my team going to be more in the afternoon. Being efficient, it's more in my morning. Uh, I try to have a rhythm in my calendar. So, uh, you know, I have an amazing uh, executive assistant and she knows how is my rhythm. So maybe I'm going to have a meeting every week with a different person, but that's going to be the same kind of meeting I will have 
at that time during the week. So you build a rhythm, you build a rhythm. Um, and, you know, do uh, meetings of 45 minutes. So you have at least, is it as efficient as the, the one hour? The one hour, 45 minutes, you're going to get the same thing done. But when you finish your 45 minutes, you, you, after a meeting, you always have something to do because of the meeting. You do them in 10 minutes, and then you have five minutes, you go outside, see a tree. You need to see a tree every hour. <laughs> it's yes, good for your brain. And then, and then touch grass. And then you come back. Uh, because otherwise, if you move from one meeting to another, you, you, you still have the last meeting in your head. And then you finish the second one. You don't remember what the first one was. So you're not efficient at all. And that's why we used to have one in a physical office because you were moving from one place to another. Uh, and when you do Zoom, you move just move from a meeting to another and a very high intensity. Uh, and if you think about, um, you know, top athletes, they never do that. You know, you don't do a sprint and do another sprint. You know, you do a sprint, no. you stop, you recharge, and then you go another one. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What are your favorite apps? Do you have any apps that you use every day? Oh, um, so my addictive one is LinkedIn. So I don't think it's good. Uh, I'm a LinkedIn fan I, as well. I, 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 look my, I look at news. Uh, I see, want to see what's in my market. Uh, is there's news. So I have news from, which is the news and then the news from the people I know. Uh, now there's one, but it's more because, you know, I'm a dad, I'm 46. So uh, we have uh, an app called Team Snap. Team Snap. It's all the news about my, <laughs> my daughter's softball team. So every time that I think, and uh, because we are the, we're a group of dads uh, supporting our girls, you know, so we go to the training and then, you know, when it's the end of the season, there's always something on and say, so that's, that's my special one. Um, other one, I use a lot New York Times uh, for the news. Uh, what else? Oh, WhatsApp. Uh, man, that that's it. I don't, I don't do. Oh, 
I don't do much TikTok. I don't do much all those stuff. It's good. That would drive me insane. So I just took them out. Uh, LinkedIn is enough for my craziness. It sounds like that's a healthy roster of apps. Yeah. yeah. Is it, Sydney? How, how do I perform? I perform okay on this. <laughs> One, if you were saying like, I don't get off Instagram or TikTok all day, right? That sounds different than the yeah. softball dad group. <laughs> yeah, the softball dad group is good. You know, it's good energy, right? Um, but yeah, no, and I think, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's super important that, and I try to get, you know, my phone out, you know, uh, switch off my phone, you know, before daytime, uh, nighttime. Uh, and I try to have my phone far away from my desk when I go to sleep. Yeah, that, I heard that's very good. So that's a great habit. Um, okay, books. Do you have a favorite book that you ah, tell so books. So I don't know if you see the image be, behind me. So, but it's uh, yeah. so favorite book for team five dysfunction of the team. I never remember the author. So for, sorry about that. You a manager, you a leader. Five dysfunction of the team. You don't need to read the book. You just go and Google five dysfunction of the team. It's amazing, especially the first two days. Um, then the second one I love, this is more personal, is called Happiness Advantage. Uh, again, you can see a, a lot of things about it. In a nutshell, to tease you, Sydney, I would say that a lot of people think that um, they need to be highly successful in business to be happy. And the book tells you that if you're happy, you're going to be successful. And there's a lot of tips around that. And it's changed the way you see happiness. Instead of seeing as the consequences of what you do, uh, you see it's, it's just something you need to think about. And there's a lot of tips around that. Then I've got a third one, uh, which we just talked about. Uncommon service, Francis Fry, for people working in hospitality, anything with customer. And there's the last one, I think it's called um, Unconditional Hospitality. That's as just again. You don't need to read the books. Just go on the YouTube, uh, look on these four books, and uh, you know most of the stuff. And then maybe you'd like to read them. Amazing. Okay. Any life hacks for the audience? What's one thing you do every day or every week, a non-negotiable for Xavier? Um, take time for lunch. I'm French, you know. Even if it's fifteen minutes. So what I hate is that people say, "Oh, you have a business lunch." No, no, no. We got 15 minutes where we talk and then we do business. I'm fine with it. We can be in a room, but it's the concept, uh, except, you know, if it's one-on-one, I, I, I talk to clients, it's very, very different. But the concept that because we have no time, somebody put a meeting from 12 to one and we do slides and so on, and you're supposed to eat a sandwich and so on. It's very bad. First, because your brain doesn't realize that you eat. So you're going to eat again. Uh, and then you don't, you don't win any time because if you don't have that stop, at 3 p.m., you're going to be exhausted. Uh, so just take 10, 15 minutes and uh, and just do it and it's going to be good. Um, and my act is try to get my kids to school in the morning. Amazing. Okay, so we have made it to the rapid fire round of questions. Oh, I heard so, this is crazy. So I'm ready to so be crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, I'm sure you've seen Family Feud. I'm just going to fire a question at you. And you can think about it for a second, but try to get your answer back to me as fast as you can. If you can't think of Promise. an answer for the life of you, pass. Okay. Pass. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was your first job ever? Uh, oh, I was working for, uh, it's called Flamkush. So it's like uh, kind of pizza. 
for for the joke for the joke is that at one point i have some ham dropping in one ice cream i was doing so uh, my manager came back and said xavier are you in charge of the ice cream right now say uh yep um and you can see i'm not very good with that i did an uncover boss episode and you'll see that i'm not very good with alcohol as well at the bar yeah (laughs) oh that's so funny okay are you a night owl or an early bird uh early bird cat or dog person uh dog oh no cat cat what was the first thing you ever marketed in your life uh if this is okay otherwise no i just go with my milka craziness this chocolate milka and the purple cow (laughs) what's your favorite word right now uh opportunity that's a good one Last charity you supported financially or with your time and why? Uh, it's not necessarily a charity, but there is the, I'm, I'm going, working with Salesforce, Salesforce in, in, because I'm in Dana's area, they support one school in their neighborhood. Uh, so every six months I'm, I'm talking and spend some time with this uh, senior high schooler. And we talk about leadership, we talk about coaching, what they want to do. Uh, you know, I support other organizations, but that's the one I love spending time with. Amazing. Okay, what's a movie you love? Uh, I love one film is Cinema Paradiso. It's an Italian film. I cry every time I watch it. Nothing better than a film that gets the tears every time. (laughs) Okay, favorite song right now or an album you've liked? I'm a big Swifty. Yeah, so anything she does. I mean, like, even the last album, you know, I say, oh, no, it's not at that level. And now I've been listening like crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I think she's, a, you know, we have time for rapid fire. What I love with her is the ability to go from one type of music to another one, but completely different. Uh, and as an entrepreneur, I love the fact that when she tried to get her rights back for a record and we're ready to put a lot of money, uh, somebody tried to say no to her and she said, you know what? I'm going to re-record every piece of music I've done since I started. And I thought that was so bold. <laughs> and so it I love that so as well incredible. as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan as well. So great answer. If you weren't doing the job you're doing now, if you weren't in, in the, the industry, what yeah. other industry would you be in? Uh, I would be a teacher. I think at one point I'm going to go back to that. I always wanted to be a teacher or a marketer. You're halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. App on your phone you can't live without? Uh, WhatsApp. Favorite children's book? <gasps> Favorite children's book? Uh, hmm. Uh, it's the author is called Barjavel. Sorry, it's in French. So now, maybe there, there's an English version. That's that's the first book I, I read in school. They give it to What's me. What's it about? Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's uh, I think it's you know I remember now. It's funny we talk about it. Is they discover like a, a UFO arrive and this is woman inside of it and she doesn't really talk and she can't say anything and. It's his doctor trying to communicate with that person. I don't want to say more. Of course, they're going to fall in love. La, 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 it's beautiful. But imagine it's the first chapter book I read. 
And I said, this author is amazing, Bargevel. And uh, and then I heard it's his best book. So every tried to read every book of that author and realized it's not as good as the first one I had. Uh, but I can't remember the title of it. But Bargevel, I recommend that to anybody. If you want to give a first book for your kids, uh, they're gonna. I, I think I read it in two nights. Yeah. Amazing. Best thing you ever bought for under ten dollars. Huh. Best thing I got for ten dollars. Oh, I would say a cappuccino card. <laughs> My morning coffee. Yeah, it's still under ten dollars, right? <laughs> we still at six dollars now. You know, in few years, it's not going to be able to be my answer. But I still enjoy, uh, you know, whichever it is, a second cup, uh, Starbucks, or. But what I prefer is going to my local place where people know my name and I can sit down. I take my time, and it's still three dollars twenty-five. So. Amazing. What's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? Wow, this is very personal, this one. So you, we have to say right away, um, uh, gay marriage. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, so I was in Europe, uh, very traditional background where we're in Europe. And it was kind of saying, you know, no, you know, very, very progressive always in my life. But I always feel like, oh. no, not gay marriage, sorry, having, having kids. Uh, gay marriage never have a question for me. And then I live in Miami uh, and I'm starting to have many more uh, gay friends and I'm starting to see the way they are, the way they behave, the way they were together. And I, it just changed in my mind right away. Like a few, few months later, I didn't tell myself, oh, I changed my mind. But, you know, it's, it's always the same thing. And I live in so many different countries. Um, don't judge what you don't know. Um, and uh, so now I'm, I'm the most, you know, open to, um, you know, uh, gays to and lesbians to have kids. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's a that's a really good answer. Okay, what's a podcast that you would recommend others listen to? Um, it's called. Let me. It's mastering. What is the name again? I'm coming. Okay. Finding mastery. It's called. Uh, I just like it. Uh, is is uh, for Michael Jervey. Is it was a uh, helping? Uh, oh, sorry, it's starting. I press it, so now it started. So let me stop. Let me stop, Michael Jervey. Uh, so you have to find the right ones. But he, he used to help uh, the coach of the Seahawks, uh, the Seattle football um, team, and also a lot of Olympians. Um, and I, I just like it. It has great, great level of uh, not only advice, but sharing experience from people and is able to get great people. So that's my one. There's so many. So what I try is to just stick to one. And I know I'm missing so much about all the others. But if I try to have more than one, you're starting to be crazy as well. You know, it becomes uh, addictive. And there's so much content right now on the internet. So just choose one. And I try to listen to at least one every two weeks. Mm -hmm. Any newsletters that you're subscribed to? No, I stopped. No, you didn't read them? No, it's too much. It's just we overwhelm with content. So I'm, I look at my New York Times app in the morning. Uh, so I know what's going on in the world, uh, then LinkedIn. And then I try, you know, I really try to stop myself reading too much content. Uh, 
otherwise I can spend my whole day doing it. Um, and, and, and you realize that sometimes when you just stop doing, <laughs> you don't miss anything. That's why when I stopped Twitter, when I stopped Facebook, when I, st- I didn't really start Instagram, I realized I didn't miss anything, uh, but I have an extra 30 minutes in my day and 30 minutes in my day. I prefer to be able to take my kids or finish early, uh, my work and, uh, go to the gym or have a quick run. What skills do you think are required for a new economy? Like new job skills that are becoming increasingly important? Uh, soft skills. Um, I, I'm 100% sure of it. Uh, we spend a lot of time on education uh, for kids that they know everything. Uh, we With social media right now, I'm very uh, surprised and not f- in a good way of the difficulties for the new generation to connect in person with other people. I mean, when I say connecting is like, uh, we're talking about the kids I'm, I'm, I'm talking to in, in the school, in our, in our neighborhood, they're high schooler. And when I talk to them in public, the moment, you know, when you, I learned that you talk to public, you, you look people in their eyes, right? And they're like avoiding my, and I say, I'm not a teacher. I'm just here to help. And I say, how, how, how did that happen? Um, and I think that I can definitely tell you that uh, every person who's going to recruit new uh, people in their company in the coming years, um, okay, if you have great credential, it's good. But if you're able to just do an interview like a conversation and just talking about yourself like it's in a conversation, uh, you're going to ace all these interviews. Um, because, you know, at one point when people are going to need to, to be in work, they need to be more independent and they need to know what to do. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, you have up, up and down. So people who have social skill, who are able to show their resilience, uh, is going to go far, far, far away. Um, and, and that's an issue to maybe today in our parenting, uh, is that we try to avoid that our kids are failing in any matter. Uh, like every, every kid's got a medal at the end. Uh, everybody has A or B. Um, and, and the challenge is that the, you need to fail a little bit as much as possible. So you learn that failing is not a failure. Failure is just learning. Uh, but every time you have an experience, what do you learn from it? What do you learn from it? What do you learn from it? Uh, and you move on. And I'm surprised by how many now uh, students become employee. And they ask us, their level of autonomy is pretty uh, strange sometimes. <laughs> They're just waiting things to happen. Um, and, uh, and it's very hard for them uh, to manage the first failures. On the opposite, and I work for 34,000 CEOs um, uh, in my previous job, nearly all of them has to be resilient in a big way in their childhood and their life. Sometimes it was difficulties with their parents. Sometimes they were not in the right neighborhood. Sometimes it was whatever it was. Um, so it, it's a big discussion we have in between CEOs is that we want to protect our own kids that they do not experience what some of us had in our childhood. But at the same time, if we do it too much, they're not going to be able to be in some way successful because managing challenging situation, it's part of, it's part of life. Um, so anybody who... No, people come from different backgrounds, people who move from one country to another, which was my case, um, people who have difficult challenges, I think they have, 
they have a plus uh, in in some ways when they when they start uh, you know their adult life because you know if they're in front of us it's because in one way or another they manage those tough situation and you know what they just oh, stand up and keep up going fantastic answer okay xavier we are done we did it you did it we've made it to the end of the podcast thank you so much for coming on and teaching us so much about your life your experience your thoughts and beliefs it was a pleasure to have you thank you very much pleasure was mine thanks for listening to marketing news canada for more episodes and other great stories from canadian marketers visit marketingnewscanada.com All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.